0: Hello, and welcome to the big 150th episode extravaganza.
1: Holy shit.
0: (laughs) Why don't we have
2: air horns?
1: (laughs) Finally, an appropriate use for them. (laughs) There's always an appropriate use for air horns. Appropriate is the word here.
0: We have an action-packed show. We are going to be doing the same things we always do.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Did any of us know it was the 150th anniversary until we saw the outline today?
0: No. Yeah, no, no. Okay. I but really in honor it. of the occasion, I can guarantee that we are going to be doing the podcast at an equivalent or slightly worse level than usual.
2: <laughs> can confirm.
0: Um, I am Chris. You can hear Miranda and Rana in the background. Kristen is here as well, and we are wrapping up uh, Thrawn Ascendancy, spending our anniversary with Tim Zahn as everybody should. Oh, nice. <laughs> Ready with that, but not with the air horns.
1: <laughs> it's very important, okay.
0: Um. So before we wrap up, Throne Ascendancy, Chaos Rising. What are we all drinking?
2: Kristen has to go first because she's demonstrating her mug to whistle.
3: Oh, I'm drinking tea. Uh, mint blend herbal tea. <laughs> two bags. <laughs> what does the mug say? This is not uh, is all I see. Oh, it says this is not enough coffee. It's a yeah, because really it's mug. zero amount of coffee. <laughs> I, I, well, and it's a really, it's just it's a really big, big mug. That's why there's two tea
0: bags on it.
2: Wasn't that a theme on our last episode too? That you had a giant cup yeah, bigger than your head. It was, yes.
0: Yeah. There <laughs> <How> it is. <laughs> As someone who has visited Kristen, she has a lot of like large drinking. drinking does she have <laughs>
2: large drinking apparatus? Or does she have a small head? I don't know because I still haven't met Kristen in person. Both both
0: okay i
3: don't know Fair. i think my head's pretty normal size i was gonna say does Kristen
0: yeah. have a small head i don't know she's gonna get a complex now I I feel i'm like not body changing. i don't know that i've ever had thoughts about Kristen's head one way or the other which leads me to believe it's fairly regular not size. On that i
2: sentence.
0: think it
1: might be a little bigger than mine so maybe you're right miranda has a tiny head though <laughs>
0: <laughs> she does yeah, now I'm much. just going to like try like and figure small... out if people have larger or small heads every time I see them. Because I've never thought about Miranda's head either.
3: Miranda has a small head because uh, I know that from trying to put a bicycle helmet on her. Mm, that's a, fair. And hats. I just have a lot hats. of experience the hats. with... That's yes.
0: fair. I mean, we know that Kate famously has an enormous head, so...
3: Yeah, that I could, I think that's
2: accurate. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs>
3: Oh, I love that. Um, Rana, I already know what you're Rana. drinking, but tell, tell well, the people.
2: I said it was wine. I didn't say what it was. Yeah, yes, I, this please. came up because I have a feeling I'm going to knock it off my desk before the end of recording, but we'll see. Not that it's particularly potent, but I'm just not a very coordinated person. Um, I've actually, weirdly, I'm pretty sure I've had a different wine similar to this one before on the pod, but I swear i drink other types of wine. But this is kade, It's a ganarsha, um, and this one is called Tinto Sobre Dias. And this is half or seventy five percent Ganacha and twenty five percent Syrah. Um and it says it's a blend of indigenous, not not the cool type of indigenous, but Spain indigenous, whatever. Uh Indigenous Granache and Foreign Syrah, which display opulent red fruits with hints of blackberries and sweet spices. It's not sweet for the record. Um on the palate, it is smooth and luscious with a rich and candied finish. This wine rests its Lees, whatever that is, and gets extra elegance and character. It is great paired with grilled ribs and spicy dishes. A young but mature faced wine, whatever that means. It's kind of concerning. Young but b- n- mature never never turns out well. But what anyways. What vintage is it? What year is it from? Uh, no, I know what, what vintage is it means, Kristen. Okay, I, I don't that. know. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm like trashy. I'm not that trashy. Uh,
3: it's from 2018. That's what it means. It means that it's a younger wine, but it still tastes good. good. Yeah. Yeah, no,
2: young I, I but meant young the but phrasing. Mature. That oh, like. the phrase. Young but mature makes me think Fair. of, like, creepy old men hitting on... Teenagers. I was going to say yeah, Leonardo, that, that Leonardo, that sounds... Leonardo DiCaprio's fam- mm-hmm, favorite mm-hmm. wine. It's mm-hmm. so, like I've yeah, been watching a lot of Criminal
1: Minds lately. I know what that means. Yeah, it's, it creeps me out.
2: But on that uh, not fun note, I'll pass it over to Chris. Choose your words carefully, Chris. <laughs> yeah,
0: right? Um, I'm having a young but mature tequila. No, um, I'm having tequila, and I'm actually... Uh, this is a very expensive bottle of tequila that I bought with my winnings last time I went to Vegas and then promptly uh, promptly got laid off and so never actually opened it until right now because I started my new job this week. And it what is fucking incredible. It's called Classe Azul. It's that, Rana, you've been to our apartment. It's that giant fucking bottle that like looks oh, yeah. like a vase. <laughs> yeah, yeah every,
2: I always admire that.
0: Yeah, no, it's a beautiful bottle. Um, It's fucking delicious. It doesn't even taste like it has alcohol in it. It tastes like you're drinking nectar in the best way. It's fantastic.
2: Uh, I'm going to need you to save a little tiny bit of that. I'm gonna no, have... I'm going to house not of that your cup, entire bottle like, tonight. Don't You could. It. I don't know what the new job is like. so.
0: <laughs> yes. No. Next time you're here, we're absolutely going to break it out. Yes.
2: Thank you. Sorry, Kate. I'm just inviting myself over to your house when, when times are better. I don't know. Kate would I'm willingly
0: cause... trade you for me, so you don't need to apologize to her. <laughs> I believe it. <laughs> Miranda, have you gone?
1: I have not. Uh, so I'm drinking a beer in a big twist. Uh, it's from our friends down at Little Beast Brewing, uh, Southeast Portland. It's called the Flashbang. It's a sour beer with pomegranate. Yum. Exploding with juicy pomegranate, we naturally sour this lager fermented beer with a uni- unique strain of lactobacillus. <laughs> Oh, is that it? I was expecting to be corrected. Okay.
0: No, we just decided to let that <laughs> sit.
3: <laughs> I don't know how to pronounce it either. Okay, that uh, encourages right.
1: mm-hmm. a clean profile and focuses on the fruit! Exclamation point! Uh, it's it's solid. It's it's decent. Kind of middle of the road. It's not too sour. It's not too fruity. It's like I drink it again, which is good because I've got three more in my fridge. But <laughs> lactobacillus. Two more in my fridge. one earlier
0: all right well on that note uh before we jump in i'm going to sorry i was trying to click a button with my mouse before remembering my mouse isn't plugged in um
2: good job (laughs) (laughs) wow perfect timing there geeks
0: really making up for the lack of air horn at the beginning uh for this book we are encouraging people to give to the texas equal access fund which provides emotional and financial support to people in texas who are seeking abortion care at tfund.org so if you have anything extra to give uh then don't give it to us give it to them and now for the last time for however many books <laughs> let's talk about blue boys
1: blue boys Blue boys. it's not over yet <laughs> <laughs> did you
3: upgrade your sound bites or have we I just not to... used a lot of them in a while
1: That's been on there for a while, I think.
2: Okay, well, I just haven't been
3: using. Like, there haven't been a ton of good places to put them lately. So, (laughs) you know, you don't need to come
2: for subpar content. Producer. (laughs) Kristen's actually a good
0: producer. She just lowers herself to our level most of the time.
3: (laughs) Yeah, listeners don't know how bad it really is. Usually, it's like I wish there was a good drop for like I had a point Mm. and I forgot about it because that happens like six times an episode. Oh, that would be (laughs) so great.
1: (laughs) <laughs> It'd be perfect for
0: us. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um So let's talk let's talk about not just one blue boy, but a whole species of blue people. Blue folks. Let's talk about the Chiss, because this is our first view of them that we've gotten other than Arlani in Thrawn Treason. And and of course Thrawn himself, obviously. And they were definitely not what I expected them to be. I don't know. Before I dive in, were they what what were y'all's expectations?
1: I think I kind of expected them to be more like Thrawn. Like it's oh, here's this guy from this species and the chaos and wild space or whatever it's called on the Republic side. Um and you know, and even Arelani too is like pretty analytical she's real sharp um you know they do share some quality so i was like oh yes i will extrapolate this to the rest of the chiss and wow, boy was i you... wrong they're fucking idiots
2: yeah that was kind of what i did too i, I pulled the white people and just assumed these two characters i had seen before represented their entire species um and so i just kind of assumed they were like a very advanced very analytical and strategic military mind society um
0: yeah it's not quite what we got yeah they're just they're just blue idiots yeah it's like i definitely expected it to be like a child sneezes on a canvas and all of a sudden you can see all the numbers in the air from all the chists doing math in their heads like
2: <laughs> like exponential version of how everyone on naboo is a child genius yes exactly but like I don't know instead why I said of naboo like i'm from wisconsin but yeah I get it. <laughs>
0: uh but yeah exactly like how all the Naboo are good at art like I expected all the Chiss to be fucking geniuses at something like I figured maybe Thrawn would be like different because of his art thing maybe everybody else is good at math or fucking not I don't know other shit but anything anything (laughs) yeah so like you know I I feel like we all expected the Chiss to be like this super smart alien race and like you know there you have your smart ones like you do in any large group of beings like you you've got thrawn you've got Aralani, but keith seems like he's really like on top of it and even like honestly even like Thurfion feels like he's smart even if he just fundamentally disagrees with a lot of what thrawn does but like the rest of them are idiots
1: they're not too bright they're not good at treason or politics or war or like interpersonal that, like, the... relations The whole point of star wars
0: it does make you wonder how the chiss got this reputation of being these like military masterminds who will like come and fuck you up and you'll never be the same because that is not the chiss navy that we see here
1: it's just Thrawn playing every position like bugs bunny Mm -hmm. like Um, like what burb said about isn't that star wars
2: they have 12-year-olds navigating the stars, and they can't figure out wars. So, yeah, I think you're you're onto something there. No <laughs> star, no war. I don't know, Chiss. <laughs> it really th- wasn't th- that funny. but
1: There are no stars without wars.
2: <laughs> well, like, children have to show them how to navigate the stars. It's interesting. Or they have to pay someone from another society to do it.
1: Yeah, they don't seem to have, like... um You know, I think the difference between them and the Republic is... Or the Empire, you know, whatever kind of era we're looking at. uh, This is the Republic. Um, They've got the hyperspace lanes. And everyone kind of knows about them. It's a whole thing. There's, like, taxation on the trade routes. Famously. Uh, Famously. But in the ascendancy, they're just like, Oh, we're going to throw this kid who has magic powers into our spaceship and then she's gonna jump us around a bit and hopefully we don't hit anything
0: (laughs) and furthermore it's not even it's not even just the skywalkers although we'll we'll talk more about them but like they don't have shield technology either like it's not like they're massively more technologically advanced or like inherently better than any other species in you know the main part of the galaxy like they have their own stuff certainly like you know their um plasma spheres seem pretty cool like their breacher missiles are you know seem like an adaptation to the fact that nobody has shielding in this area that could stop them but it's they are i'm like i'm struggling to think of any like area where they are straight up better than you know the the citizens of the republic and that like For based on Throns. Yes, they are. Sorry,
2: go ahead. Didn't mean to interrupt your actual point. As I just talk shit. Just, no, yeah, they are fantastic. They are undefeated at being so.
0: blue. This is true. But sorry, this... you
2: were making a real point, and I just was like shitpost, post, shit post, verbal shit post. So go ahead.
0: <laughs> I mean, that means you were more on topic for the pod than I was. To be fair, um, but yeah, I was just saying like there is, I'm I'm hard pressed to think of an area in which they are actually more advanced, like by nature of being smarter or better. Than the rest of the galaxy.
1: See, I think that the thing is that they're not smarter or better than the Republic, but the Ascendancy does not super exist like within the confines of known space to the Republic. Like it, it's this, you know, legend of Wild Space. You go to the Chaos, and everybody else is just even more terrible than they are. So, like, if you have any shields, it's gonna be better. And so, I wonder if it's like, you know, just them being the dominant society in their kind of region of space that is translating over to you know anything that the republic might know cuz they're like oh the just like they're big and scary cuz they're beating the other ones on the playground cuz they don't have shit for um, I think <laughs> there's also like something to the fact that they're so secluded
2: and secretive like they they hide themselves from their own society with their underground world and i think maybe the characters that the Republic are exposed to, is exposed to, however verbs and nouns get along, um, the people whom we see at other points in the story have to have risen above the rest of the society in order to be willing to branch out and willing to do these, like, you know, strategic missions that in some way intersect with other folks in the galaxy. Because I think, really, I, it doesn't seem like the Ascendancy has any desire to have a lot of contact outside of their little bubble um, and so maybe it's just a matter of, like, a small population or a very um, similar population of people that we see who make it out and therefore are very strategic and have military minds or, you know, things like that.
1: It's just the Republic extrapolating on meeting Thrawn. Like, that's that's their whole secret. That's why the Chis are smart, because Thrawn is. And he is the best of the blue boys, but, you know, you can't super do that.
0: It makes you wonder how pathetic the groups that the Chiss beat to kind of become the leaders of the chaos were like it's like they have this storied history of being these military masterminds and they actually just beat people who like had were in space for the first time like their ships basically exploded all by themselves oh the (laughs) Chiss did it everyone
1: (laughs) listen if no one else is there you can take credit for it hey
0: oh another white you can take credit credit for it you can take (laughs) credit for it even if other people are there (laughs) I've got long a lot of
1: those for this. Uh, I'm gonna mute myself now. <laughs> I've got a lot of white people statements for this book. Yeah,
2: it's uh, I was not gonna make a reference about settlers there with that last comment, but I'm oh, just yeah. gonna go unmute and drink my wine.
0: <laughs> the whitest blue boys. It's true. So let's let's now dive in and talk more specifically about the titular blue boy, and I I did that just for you, Miranda. <laughs>
1: The titular.
0: Role. Uh, obviously, this is a book about Thron, and
1: you can tell because his name's in the title. You know,
0: that's it's a dead giveaway, yeah. really. As as you said, Miranda, <laughs> the titular role, and he is. We learned some about him. I don't know that we learned as much about him as I expected from like. This is young Thrawn as you've never seen him before.
2: Exactly as Thrawn as the past. Yeah, know. he's kind of the same. He's
1: the same, but smaller. Like He's at a lower rank. That's it.
0: <laughs> yeah. He has exactly as many people who believe in him, which is one to two per book. <laughs> <laughs> um, But yeah, he's it's still...
1: Amount, okay, like...
0: <laughs> he is, and true to his nature, he is always, he is still very self-assured like he even at this young point in his career where he has just been given his own ship back after wrecking it the first time uh knows he is the smartest one in the room and furthermore wants to make sure that everybody else is aware of it too
2: i will say like wrecking your own ship and then getting a story about your comeback is very star wars that is true <laughs> like that's kind of the, the whole original trilogy
0: that's what people yeah, mean I, when they talk about I, redemption in Star Wars, right? Getting your ship back.
2: Yeah, you're getting
1: your ship back. That's
0: all uh-huh. it is.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't know if I super learned anything new about his character. I think it's like it obviously digs into some stuff a little more, and you know we see his self assuredness at work. We look uh, deeper into some of his, some of his relationships with folks, um, but. I don't know. He's just, he's just Thrawn. It's the same shit. The
2: only part that surprised me at all was um, when he's having the argument about why he should be able to go on his mission and he's being told no and he gets kind of like emotional. And that was the only time where I thought, and by emotional I mean uses one exclamation point in the page. <laughs> um, but that was, I'm not kidding. It's really one. Keeks is making a face like, Ronald, why did we invite you on the pod? But it's true. <laughs> like It's one exclamation point. Um, but it surprised me because it made me see um just how much his society i guess meant to him which maybe was in the original throne books that i read as a child but i don't remember that um so i will say that was a, a big like a big surprise okay big not the right
1: word but it was a surprise which is wild cuz they do not give a fuck about him Exactly. they all kind of actively hate him that's yeah. why which, i was like huh okay oh well, maybe i'll use that as my thing um I kind of got the impression that, <laughs> like, they all kind of respected Thrawn. I'm like, oh, yeah, so we will send our best and brightest to the Empire. And they're just trying to get rid of the fucking guy. Like this asshole, trying to steal some ships and do shady shit.
0: Yeah, it is interesting. And, Rana, to be clear, I'm pretty sure Keeks's face was, Tim's on. why did we invite your book on the podcast? But I digress. Oh, I'm not offended.
2: It's okay. <laughs> Unlike Thrawn, I, or maybe like Thrawn, I don't feel the need to prove myself at any time that would be my only similarity and dark hair that's it that's all we got
0: (laughs) that's fair that's fair two very important qualities to be sure um but no Ron. i think that was actually a really great point about what does he care about um and i completely agree with it like we don't really see thrawn in the original can in the first canon trilogy or the original thrawn trilogy caring about anything but thrawn being right and here, you, you're exactly right. He does ca- seem to care very deeply about the Ascendancy. So that's, that's a really great point.
1: Do we get to see that change over the course of the rest of the trilogy? You can be as vague as you want.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, so for background, I just this week finally read um, Lesser Evil, which is the third book in the Thrawn Ascendancy trilogy. Didn't and that come out recently? It came out in November.
2: I like how Some... you said you just finally read it, and it has not been. Listen, two I usually
0: read them like week one or two. Okay. And sure. I just couldn't bring myself to read this one because I didn't particularly like the first two in the series, and this one's five hundred pages. That's um, a big boy. It's it's a chunky boy to be sure. Big blue. Um, and I was texting, I I I was texting the people on this pod, being like, "I'm so mad. This book is really good." <laughs> <laughs> so, it is making me come at thrawn with a slightly more respect than i would have last week for sure but um i will say an answer to your question miranda um we see more about his motivations i'm not going to say whether his love for the ascendancy increases or decreases but we definitely see more about why he does what he does
1: yeah because now i'm thinking you know if we want to describe thrawn in the original canon trilogy of like he cares about Thrawn being right like at a certain point you know if he's doing all this and he cares so deeply about the ascendancy if he's um, you know doing these things for like to make it better and nobody cares they don't want him to do this like he's just got to get so fed up with it it's disillusionment
0: yeah you can hear Orca I was gonna say I'm so
1: glad Orca just made an
2: appearance. Orca, tell us your thoughts. <laughs> He's got many. I know this is not a visual medium, but Orca's licking his lips and being very cute. Hi, Orky. I'm missing Hi, Orca. Orky.
0: He says, Okay, that's enough. Sorry, I know. Mom now.
2: <laughs> I know his name is Orca, but I call him Orky sometimes because I'm wrong. Oh,
0: we call him Orky. We call him all sorts of things. Ha. Huh. Orky, Orkel, stupid dum dum, you know, just just natural. Just offshoots
1: <laughs> just orca things
0: um does anybody else have any final thoughts about thrawn or should we talk about the skywalkers but not those skywalkers
1: the skywalkers the skywalkers the Skywalkers who skywalk yeah i'm ready for the walking sky thanks is that similar to a warring sky star damn it
0: i was i was gonna say i'm not <laughs> sure what point you're trying to make
1: <laughs> i fucked it up <laughs> Uh, I stopped thinking halfway through saying <coughs> it, and it just did not end well for anybody.
2: It's okay. That's and like if that isn't how, how my pod, life is run. <laughs> I,
0: I stopped thinking halfway through <laughs> saying it. A Book Wars pod story. <laughs> um, But yeah, so obviously we learned a lot more about the Skywalkers in this book. We got a uh, story from the point of view of Thalleous and... Cherie, who obviously are are unique in their perspective among the Chiss society, but it's I feel like we have like more questions about their role and how they got to this point than we did before.
1: Do they have a thing like the Jedi do, or they send the Force, or the moms like, hey, this kid's doing some weird shit, and then the Chiss come and like steal the babies? Like, how does that even get identified? How? How come? I have so many questions about this.
2: Well, because didn't Thrawn never see his sister again after, or did he just go off to the military academy and she stopped being a Skywalker and came back? Like, there oh, was no, something. Oh no, I think he just never saw her again. But yeah, was it he said he never he- saw her again. Right, but my question would be like, do they live the same life after, or is it just that he went to the military academy and then joined his new family and that was that?
1: I feel like they stick with the family that like got them into the. Like the the big F family, like the mm-hmm. the yeah. Thrawn, <laughs> the myth, um, like Thalleous, she's a, she's a myth, you know. She's, they were like, oh yes, we've identified a Skywalker. We will take her as ours, because I don't know. They gather them up like kindling. Yeah, I was.
0: I, I was, was gonna, gonna say trophies, res- but kindling, <laughs> kindling, works too. I was
2: thinking because then <laughs> they burn them out and then they don't work anymore.
0: Oh, I mean, yeah. The Ascendancy gathers them like kindling. That's what the, I meant. Yeah. The Myth gathers them like burnt trophies, I guess, to keep oh with the God. metaphor. We <laughs> I mean, know it doesn't. It didn't really make sense. It's okay.
1: Resources for pride and glory. I don't know. Um, I forget what point I was making before that. That they gathered them up? Yeah. Oh, so like I, th- I don't know if I would imagine they don't go back to their original home. Yeah nuclear families that's gotta be lonely
0: yeah that's a good question actually just about the ascendancy in general like do chis keep in touch with their birth parents well because not every
2: person is joy yeah not every chis person is rematched so i guess
0: yeah so i guess specifically do the ones who get rematched yeah keep in touch with their birth families and and at least with ron his sister aside the answer still appears to be no Mm -hmm. as far as we're aware but yeah, I, I don't know. The sense I got from what Thrawn said was that he had never seen her again, as in she was never seen again by anyone that, who that, knew her.
2: Yeah, that was kind of what I was thinking. And maybe it's just that she led a ship badly and everyone died. But like, maybe it's something around the secrecy of the Perth. But Thalias is, is there and she's open about having been a Skywalker before. So
1: I don't know. It's all, It all seems very shady. Yeah. Child labor. Good times.
2: I also hate that the word for the people who take care of them is momish. Yeah, I don't like, like that. you're a mom-ish. Like really,
0: Tim's on at his best. <laughs>
2: yeah. Well, hey, it had multiple consonants in it, so
0: <laughs> you know what? You're so right.
2: Um, but no, her. it's uh <laughs> And and also, like, there are a couple things that I think are just Timothy Zahn writing children, but that like irritated me of when Thrawn's telling her her important role in this mission, and then she's like, "I'll do it if I can have some colored
0: pencils." I was like, what the fuck?
2: <laughs> I mean, yeah, I know like, how little kids operate, but it still just stood out as
0: interesting. I also had that reaction because like isn't she like ten? Yeah, she's like, Yeah, a and nine she's always though. saying how
2: she's not like a young seven year old.
0: She's a ten year old. And like, listen, like kids are absolutely like that. Like they don't understand importance like beyond like object permanence of things they want. But like she's not four.
2: Yeah, exactly. That's why it's like, did I mess up the chiss aging in my brain? Like, what's going on here? She's
1: familiar with, like, she's been doing this for a minute. Like, she understands maybe not the stuff that she learns with Thrawn, like, about the tactics and stuff. But, like, she knows the weight. Yeah, she knows it's important. She's done it before, clearly.
0: She goes from demanding colored pencils to having to find motor skills to be, like, not just a passable, but a good pilot on one week's training.
1: Well, it's because she spends all of her time coloring. God, you're so That's right. fine motor skills. <laughs> Very fine.
0: That's the training program. They just make them color for <laughs> days on end. <laughs> Sense I want to do the that color. program
1: now. That's how they get all that art that Thrawn studies.
2: Yeah. <laughs> 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 Where's their son of a geeks? <laughs> I bet she's petting the dogs. I bet you $10. Well, no, no, no amount of money when I'm about to change jobs and we'll have a week without <laughs> <laughs> income. But you know what? I bet she's petting the dogs.
0: <laughs> now, this is race. see she's yes. late because she was petting the
2: dogs
1: exactly
2: <laughs> yeah um i would definitely be curious to know more about the selection of the skywalkers
1: and how they determine them and yeah i'm curious about it and then uh, do they sorry go ahead do they take more force sensitive babies and turn out to be skywalkers like Maybe. do they have trials
2: <laughs> oh my god, I'm are imagining, they... like, the
1: kids in, like, a battle royale. <laughs> <I> just, like... <laughs> like, throw a three-year-old into a, into a cockpit. Like, all right, kid, let's go.
2: Are they devastated when they lose their powers as they get older? Like, how how sad are they about that?
1: How does that even work?
2: I assume I... they just lose their connection to...
1: Is it because... So, like, I- I'm just thinking about the Jedi, but they... They really lean into the Force, obviously. That's their whole deal. Um, But they really kind of focus as they grow up and they go through being a Padawan and all of that, like on kind of strengthening their relationship to the Force and like kind of honing their wielding of it. Um, And like, it's just something that they actively keep up with. And it seems like the... um, The skywalkers, like, they use it to navigate, and then they keep using it to navigate, 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 (laughs) (laughs) Um, and then, you know, if you're not, it's like a muscle, you know, like, if you're not train, training it, working it, (laughs) I should not be the one making Use it this. or lose it? Is
2: that what you're saying?
1: <laughs> yeah, sure, like that. Like, they're not they're not taking any steps to advance it.
0: I don't know, though, because when we first meet Thalias, she is, like, taking a final mission as a Skywalker and failing. And, like, so it's not like she hasn't used it in a while and then she just forgot how. But, like, it definitely, for her, seems like she has been using it and, like, eventually it got to the point where she just can't do it.
1: Yeah, I think my point is, like, like, if they're not actively progressing and, like, being, you know, intentional about strengthening their use and you're just doing the same thing every time, like, does your relationship to the Force get weaker?
0: Oh, I understand. Yeah.
2: I don't have that answer, but I see <laughs> where you're coming from. How and you? May dare be right. are you? guest speaker timothy Zahn.
0: no i'm kidding <laughs> oh god
2: after how much shit we've talked i know <laughs> no. i was gonna say also we have not five listeners never
0: there's not many authors that i would be like no like we can't <laughs> invite them on the pod like they'll be mad at us but he yeah. is it's probably him and delilah dawson it's, and delilah yeah. dawson we yeah. also just wouldn't invite on the pod
2: <laughs> i was just making a joke for the record i have no delusions of grandeur that he would somehow come onto our pod
0: i mean we have had two Star Wars we authors also, on
2: the pod. Uh, Yeah, Zoraida is way more important to me than fucking Timothy Zahn. Even though I read books I by know. Timothy Zahn as a child, I don't care. Like It doesn't matter.
0: 100%. Um, but any
2: future authors listening who will later tell <laughs> us that they listened to our pod of we were mean, I swear we're not like this we're not like this
1: as long as you don't listen to any Well, other I'm just episodes. thinking about
2: when, when we had the conversation with Zoraida and she was like, oh, yeah, I've listened to your pod to see what I was getting into, and now I'm like, ooh, uh-oh. Yeah, that was a horrible <laughs> moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people are going to think they're co-signing something real bad, <laughs> which they are, but...
0: No, I will say, I mean, we're not... We back up what we say. We're not, like, needlessly cruel.
2: Yeah, we're not Star Wars fans.
0: Yeah, like, come on. <laughs> we're not fucking like dumpster divers jesus <laughs> <laughs> um oh God. all right so the other aspect of the skywalkers that i want to talk about was all the secrecy around them and like on the one hand i almost understand why they're secretive because you know it's a resource that you have that other people don't necessarily have and you want to you know keep those in check as much as possible
1: yeah especially because like they're you're young I don't, I don't know if they give a fuck about that part, but, like, these are, you know, the little Chiss girls of the Ascendancy, and they're very powerful and very helpful and can advance their military might. And, like, you wouldn't want to give up those secrets anyway. But also, like, they're kids. I don't know.
0: Yeah. But also, like, it, it almost just feels like they're so protective of them because that's the way they've always been. Like, we know that there are other Navigators. Like, there's... Kalori, there's the whole guild of pathfinders it sounds like the pathfinders aren't even the only guild of navigators in general like and and yet they are so protective of the skywalkers that like when thrawn is trying to convince the syndicare that does not want to go to war under any circumstances to go to war literally the only argument that he has to make is they have taken a skywalker
2: yeah that really stood out to me i was like okay this is the whole thing apparently and it almost makes me wonder if maybe there is less that they're aware of about how skywalking works. Um, I'm just gonna turn that into a verb now, verbify everything. Um, but verbify is a real word. Just so everyone knows. No, I love uh, it. Yeah, it sounds fake, like, uh, like Star Wars. But um, I, uh, I almost forgot my point. Thus, the, the theme of the pod. Uh, <laughs> it does make me wonder if their value um, of star of star. What the fuck? Starwalkers, guys i need to go to bed it's eight fifty-eight. 58 my bedtime um it does make me wonder if they have less knowledge of that um process in general and therefore those individuals are like very important because if something happens to them they're fucked um it's just one of the, the hypotheses in my brain you mean to the, be fair yes
1: yeah see i get that but like there's there's still the other navigators and yeah, like I feel true. like we did at some point get um, a look at Glory navigating, and it was s- similar. Like yeah. it, I would imagine that for the Skywalkers, it's more of a natural thing. Like the, I mean, I'm sure they have to be kind of guided to it. Like, hey, this is how. What you don't know, this is called the Force, because that's not a term in your society. Um, the what is it? The Third Sight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, like I'm sure they have to be guided to it to how to use it, but like. Maybe pathfinders have to work really hard at it, like they maybe they're not like really force sent like for- force havers, but they're like sensitive or I I just don't know.
2: I'm just curious about what it was that made them so important that they were willing to like stop everything. Okay, we have to go get this child because she's a Skywalker. Maybe it's a cultural like religious significance. Maybe I don't know. I don't know, but I'm curious.
0: Yeah, it's definitely, like, like it definitely, I am, I understand from the book that it definitely seems like the Skywalkers are better at it than other Navigators. Like, I'm fine with that, but, like, it at times feels like it's, like, we are militarily superior because you have cars that go 50 miles an hour, and we have cars that go 65 miles an hour. Like, it's, like, it doesn't feel like there's that much of a difference, and yet they're this, like the most precious resource to the Chiss that they have. And so it's just, it feels like the ascendancy is like, almost just does things because they've always done them. Like it's one of those societies where it's like, well, we've always done it that way. (laughs) Like the skywalkers have always been so important to us. And I'm like, yeah, but like you don't necessarily need them to be anymore. I don't know. Uh,
1: What, but like, what do they think that the other societies like think they do? Because they clearly don't use, I mean, sometimes they might use a Pathfinder or like someone from another Navigator guild, but they clearly are good at flying through space. Does nobody just ask any questions ever? Like, it's like, oh, no, this is fine. We will not question anything.
0: Yeah. No, it's, that's an excellent point. Like, it, it feels, all this feels needlessly secret and also surprising that they've kept it secret for this long for sure. And in a bit of foreshadowing, we know from Thrawn Alliances that the Grisks eventually do find out because they kidnap them.
2: Ooh, spoilers! Oh God, is
0: that what in that? Yeah, and Thrawn Alliances, like the mission that Thrawn and Vader are on, is rescuing. Oh, some that's number. right. I, I thought, thought it's it was like a new 20, thing. Twenty some odd.
2: I totally oh. forgot about that. I just yeah. thought you were talking about the new one. I was like, I didn't no, know. no, alliance, no, no. Yeah, no, I completely forgot. That's what the mission was.
0: Yeah, like so, we know that the Grisks eventually find out about them. So it's a question of. Like yeah. now I to guess go the back question then becomes it. of the question then secret that is of to eventually revealed. secret mm-hmm. that is worth to How revealed they it worth it?
1: How they find out? Other than, like, they find out ship, than apparently they don't have very good shields.
0: Yeah, right. <laughs> All right, and last question for the day. What does this book the to expand the this
1: We know more about the chess. Which I more will the is which interesting. It of the side of the whole Star the Other than these two trilogies is it's the republic or it's the empire or it's the new republic. Like we'll get different planets, we'll get you know, different systems. But, you know, it's kinda like, Oh, wild space, maybe let's venture a little bit into there and this is just like the whole thing, like this whole other part of the universe that like it's beyond the galaxy, which I think is cool. I love world building. That's what, exactly what I was going to say. That's why it came up to me. It was going to say,
2: give me more more world building. Like, I'm always here for world building. And there were some really interesting parts. Um, when Thalias does her trial, and she's, like, talking to the patriarch of the family, stuff like that, I found really, like, or or the deep dive, um, when, not literally, that was a bad pun, but when they go beneath the surface, and Thrawn sees <laughs> his home, like, you know, all these things, it was just really, not his home, but his family's home, and um, Things like that are really exciting to me. Uh, so I would say in that sense, it, it definitely expanded. It added some depth to the Chiss world. Um, and by world, I don't mean their planet, but like their society. And I was excited about that. Despite me earlier talking so much shit about how we know nothing about the Chiss. <laughs> Redacted.
1: We know We know the surface stuff. Now we know underground stuff too. A
0: yeah i say i it's as as the noted Tim on not fanboy uh that i am i i a week ago i probably would have said that this book doesn't really do a lot to expand the canon i will now say that annoyingly enough the third one makes the almost makes the first two worth it for me like in that it like all these threads that have been started or finally, like, woven into a picture that makes sense and is, like, critical to plot. <laughs> and so I I am uh reserving the right to answer this question again as we read more books.
1: <laughs> Eventually, there'll be an answer.
0: In five years, when we get to the third one. <laughs>
1: You're That's a very nice. optimistic person.
0: I know. Honestly, I was going to say. In another hundred fifty episodes.
1: <laughs> Listen, this is the fourth Thrawn book we've fed in into hundred fifty. I think we're doing okay. That's
0: very true. Yeah, honestly. but you're
2: not accounting for how much I'll slow down the process.
0: <laughs> true. It's only the first Thrawn book we've read since. It's Ronner been like a whole pod. year since
2: I joined.
1: We <laughs> haven't had one. So. Well, you know, we do like our blue boys, so we try to accelerate that process a bit.
0: That's true. I'm just waiting for the max rebo. Uh, biography that is surely coming <laughs> now that we know that he survived Jabba's palace
2: I cannot fucking wait even just give me a short story like even just put it in like Return of the Jedi from a certain point of view and I will read that a hundred times
0: absolutely it. <laughs> all right there and with is. that we had no listener questions because y'all are slack notes because we didn't give you a ton of warning um <laughs>
2: And also because we're in like a horrible wave of the pandemic and everyone just doesn't want to
0: Yeah, and yeah. To that. People Earth are not willing right to now. expend
2: extra energy. I'll put it that way instead.
0: Yeah, that's fair. Spend your energy on your immune system. Um, so we'll wrap it up there. And on the note of immune systems, make sure that you are getting your vaccines and boosters as much as possible. Uh, I read today that there's going to be another booster for Omicron. Hopefully in the spring, maybe. We'll see. Um, so get excited for that. <laughs> um, and next episode, oh, I didn't, I didn't change this. But next episode, we're starting uh, *Higher Public: Light of the Jedi* by Charles Soule, um, which I'm very excited about. Uh, Miranda, I know, is also very excited about it because for once, I will not be the only person on the pod who is read right ahead. Um, so look forward to that. We're going to be reading the start of the book through chapter 18, uh, which is part one. It's the entirety of part one. Uh, if you have the means, first and foremost, donate to the T-Fund, and then if you decide to light your money on fire and support us, you can donate to the Tosh Station Radio Patreon or give us coffee at ko-fi.com slash bookwarspod. Uh, from all of us, including the five pets, Argos, Cerberus, Jasper, Orca, and Tony, uh, our theme song is "Whizbang" by Poddington Bear, our logo and artwork are by Joe Buterra Design, our, and our audio and production are done by Kristen McDonald, as always um and now from all of us because i did that out of order because i'm very tired uh <laughs> i am chris from miranda rana Kristen, and kate screaming in the background we will talk to you i'm week. doing
2: the best at this <laughs>
3: <laughs> I hit
2: chris that look accident. you're
0: tired at 9 p.m i'm so i know it's because i'm working again it's because you're working yeah.
3: i hit that by accident but i was gonna come in here to drag you for forgetting our names
2: I thought you were saying that you were the best person on the pod. And I was like, it's just not wrong. Oh, I didn't even
3: notice that.
0: Oh, I thought you were saying that Kate is the best at this for screaming in the background.